Hey, my name's Gus, and this is the title I came up with, Dragons Can't Swim. Roar! No one in the Valley of Gold could understand Zimran. I should explain. The Valley of Gold was the place where you'd find dragons. After all, they had to come from somewhere, didn't they? They didn't just magically appear on top of piles of treasures in caves, or swoop from nowhere to terrorise peaceable folk or do battle with knights. Zimran was a small young dragon who lived with the others in the valley. He wasn't expected to do much, practice being menacing a few times a week, work on puffing fire from his snout once a day, and get good at sleeping on piles of uncomfortable coins. It was only uncomfortable for the young dragons. The older dragons get, the tougher their scales, and then it's actually quite nice for them as they can scratch their scaly itches against the gems and crowns and whatnot. But anyway, as you can see, there wasn't much to do, and Zimran was bored. I want to travel the world, he complained as he shuffled uncomfortably on a pile of gold coins, not sit here like a ludicrous chicken in a nest. Dragons don't travel the world. This was Dizan the Stubborn, one of the elder dragons in the realm. You'll be assigned a kingdom to terrorise in due course, and that is where you will stay, he snorted. Ugh, boring huffed Zimran, puffing a wisp of fire out in frustration. Well, why can't I learn to ride a bike or fly a plane? Have you ever heard of anything so ridiculous? Said Dizan the stubborn. Dragons can't ride bikes or fly planes. First of all, your arms are too short to reach the handlebars on a bike, and there's no way you'd get through the cockpit door of a plane. Zimran had to admit that it did seem unlikely, but still... Boring he huffed. Well, what about swimming? Look, there's the luminous lagoon just on the edge of the realm. It glitters and twinkles in the sun, and think how lovely it would be to take a dip. Dragons can't swim, exclaimed Dizan the stubborn, now hooting with laughter. You'd sink like a stone with your heft. I've never heard anything so funny in all of my life. Zimran trudged off despondently. It seemed the only things he was going to do in his life were boring, and all the interesting stuff was to be kept from him forever. He trudged down to the lagoon that afternoon to have a proper sulk. Sitting on the edge, he couldn't resist, but to dip one clawed foot in the twinkling water. The cool water was soothing and refreshing, and he decided to put the other clawed foot in too. Then he quickly took them out. What if someone had seen him paddling, like a human? and he was fed up of being laughed at. He heard a quacking noise. A duck on the lagoon had seen him and was swishing over the water towards him. Well, that's one brave duck, thought Zimran. After all, dragons aren't too fussy about what they scorch and eat. Luckily for the duck, Zimran had had his lunch already. Come on in, quacked the duck. The water is lovely. Aren't you afraid of me? Said Zimran suspiciously. What? Not really. You're not a very big dragon, are you? I found the whole scorching and eating thing is something only the older ones do. Zimran thought about this. It was right. He wanted to do so many other things. Ride bikes, fly planes, travel around the world, swim in this beautiful lagoon. 
I bet you'd rather be swimming in this lake, the duck observed. I saw you dipping your claw in, but don't worry, I won't tell. Yeah, dragons can't swim, and they wouldn't be allowed to even if they could. Now, slow down there, quacked the duck. How do you know you can't swim, even if you have been told you're not allowed? Zimran shrugged. There must be a reason, although he couldn't think of one. I'll teach you to swim, said the duck. You'll be great. I bet you'll take to it. Like a duck to water, smiled Zimran. It was an enticing idea, (sighs) but it'll be hopeless. I told you dragons, yeah, 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 can't swim and all that, the duck said. But I'm a firm believer of this. How do you know if you don't have a go? Come on, let's get started. So that's what happened. When his scorching practice was over each day, he'd plod over to the lagoon and the duck, whose name was Speckles, began to teach him to swim. First, he padded into the shallow waters and got used to the feel of the water on his scales. Then he went a little deeper and deeper still. And as his confidence grew, he took one step on the lagoon's sandy floor, then another and another and another. And before he knew it, He was swimming. It was amazing. Look, he puffed. I'm doing it. I'm really doing it. And he was. It had to be said, aided by the fact that dragons had a quite thick layer of blubber under their scales. It turned out that dragons could definitely float and actually swim really very well. But it had to remain a secret, of course. And that made Zimran feel sad. Although he slipped to the lagoon wherever he could to bask in the gentle waters with speckles... Things were about to change, as things tend to do though. It was the season of the rains in the Valley of Gold, and every day the land was hammered by storms and thunder. The caves began to fill up with the flood water, and so the dragons had to lumber to higher ground or find robust trees to perch upon. You might know that valleys are sort of massive ditches, the opposite of a hill, and so if it's very rainy, there can be floods, and that's not a great place to be. I mean, dragons can fly a bit, But it's more like the way chickens or pigeons fly. They can do it for a little while, but then they get worn out and go back to walking again. And the water kept coming. It was a miserable time and a dangerous time. One particular stormy day, alarm went around the valley. The floods were worse than ever. Most of the dragons had found a safe piece of dry land to huddle upon, but Dizan the stubborn, the dragon elder, was too weak to fly. He had found a tall tree to cling to, but the water in the woods was getting so high he was in danger of losing his grip. And of course, dragons can't swim, can they? What shall we do? Even if we could fly to him, he's too heavy to carry, said one of the other dragons in charge. Sometimes in an emergency, when everyone's in a panic, the people in charge start to look, well, not in charge. It was chaos. But then Zimran had an idea. He puffed smoke to get everyone's attention. I I can swim. Leave it to me. But dragons can't. Look, do you want me to help out or not? He huffed. Learning to swim had given him quite a bit of newfound confidence, it seemed. There was silence and then amazement as Zimran began an elegant backstroke into the thudlit woods. He reached Dizan the stubborn and grabbed him from the perilous treetop and using some life-saving manoeuvres that Speckles the duck had shown him brought Dizan the stubborn safely back to the dry land some way away. A cheer went up from the other dragons and everyone excitedly began to ask him how on earth he'd been able to swim. 
and Zimran was delighted to tell them his story about his lessons with speckles in the beautiful lagoon. Dizan the stubborn was grateful to be saved, and Zimran was happy. He didn't need to keep it a secret anymore. In time, many of the other dragons would come to the lagoon and splash and swim in the twinkling water. And as the rains dried and things went back to normal, Dizan the stubborn apologised to Zimran. It seems I was wrong. Dragons can swim. But I have to say, I'm still not sure they can ride bikes or fly planes. Zimran giggled. (laughs) Well, you might be right with that, he said kindly. But then thinking of what his friend Speckles had said. But how do you know if you don't have a go? And I think that's pretty good advice, don't you? Whether you're a dragon or not. And now we've got Gus on. Gus, you sent us your story, Dragons Can't Swim. What gave you the idea for that title? I have this dragon costume and I also have this, but I'm going to get something else. Okay, that's a massive dragon as well. That's huge. It's in my room. You can go get it here. That's all right. While we go and get that other dragon, why, why do you love dragons so much, Gus? You're all about them. Mm, I have two, another one of these, so I have two, so that's how I got the story, and I like that dinosaur, but I don't usually wrestle it much now, So, but I still like it. Gus, what is it about dragons? Oh, we're going to see the other dragon. Let me see it, Gus. No, oh, this wow. is a dragon. I call him Squeaky Cyclops. Right, it's got one eye. It's kind of like a Cyclops dragon, isn't it, with horns? Tell I me what. You... Oh, that's like a, a scaly kind of crocodile dragon. Tell me, Gus, why do you like dragons so much? What is it about them? I like it because, well, there's I think there's swimming dragons and fire dragons, and I like. Those two. I like to do stuff. Gus, you sent us Dragons Can't Swim. You've said you love the dragons. We've seen all of your dragons. Why did you want to hear a story about them not swimming? Because I I like to swim, so I decided to come up with a story like that. So you love dragons, you love swimming, you squash them together. Well, Gus, I loved reading it out. We loved creating Dragons Can't Swim. What did you think of the whole story? What was your favourite part? I liked it when when the dragon saved the other one. Dragons always save the day, don't they? Well, we really liked reading it out for you. Uh, if you could have a pet dragon with one magical skill, what would it be? Um, adventuring a jungle. Heading into the jungle, adventuring in the jungle with your dragon. That would be amazing. That would be another story. Well, listen, Gus, we loved 
as I say, writing and, and reading Dragons Can't Swim for you. And I'm really, really glad that you enjoyed it. Has it given you any more ideas of stories that maybe we can come up with one day? Yeah, just I can't remember. So think I have to figure out more stories. Well, we can't wait to hear from them, Gus. We can't wait to hear all about them. Uh, Gus, listen, thank you so much. Show us your dragons one more time. There we go. And the big one behind you is huge, by the way. It's massive when you were standing next to it. Gus, thank you so much for coming on Story Quest. Got an idea for a story? Tell us the title at funkidslive.com forward slash storyquest and we could bring your story to life. For a new story each week, make sure you hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode. Alright, um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of, like, um, kind of furry, you know what I mean? It's a warm spring day in late March, and ever since the leaves have started to come out, Ruby Joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't. And also, like, how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves. To find out, join us on the Conversations Curious Kids, wherever you get your podcasts.